When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit PlanetBroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Doing the Think Tank. This sketch idea where we come up with five podcasts. I am Andy. And I am George Alistair Tremblay Birchall Williams. It seems even longer when you say it out of order. Because mm. <laughs> I think I think now I don't really see the Alistair Tremblay Birchall as being as as being three names. I just see that as being one name. And I just think of the two middle names as being being the extra name. So I really only think of yourself as having maybe two or three names. Yeah. But then when you put it out of order, I'm just like, this is just a list of names now. Yeah, this is list. just the phone book, you know? It is. Old phone book over here. I'm going to start calling you PB, short for phone book, because yeah. you've got as many names as the phone book. All right. <laughs> you've got more names than a Chinese phone book. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I don't think, do you think that, that do you is think offensive. That, do you think that to say that more chins than a Chinese phone book? I mean, it's a pretty good joke, despite it being, you know, sort of a bit racist and bit fattest. Ra- oh yeah, it's just, it was racist <laughs> and fattest, but like, it's just it feels original. You know, it's just got a like it's a yeah. Despite the negative things that it's t- talking about, maybe we could have a new joke, which is that. You've got more red flags than more chins than a f- Chinese phone book. Right. More red flags. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. now it's we've 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 taken the uh not only the original joke. So we get to have mm. that comedy there. Yeah. We've also taken a postmodern interpretation of that. But what's what's the chins mean in this one? No, you're just I'm just saying you're more more problematic than the than the, than the original joke. Oh, so say, say the whole thing again? You've got more red flags and more chins than a Chinese phone book. Uh, is, is that what a red flag is? Or is a red flag more, um, more worse? Yeah, it's more like, look out, this person this is This is no a good. predator yeah. of some kind. Yeah, okay. Or, right. just a ba- or just a bad, like, you know, somebody you don't want to be associated with. And sometimes it could just be because they seem like they're going to make your life really hard. Yeah. You know? So like if you're, like you're going on a date with somebody and they go, oh, that, that plate that you've got there looks dirty. And you go, mm. oh, it doesn't look dirty to me. <laughs> no, this is a red flag. Is this it, could mean this person could be a real pain in the ass cleanliness-wise. Yeah, or they, they, they're like, we're going to send this back, mm. you know? Yeah. Like, fuck, all right. We're sending stuff back, are we? Yeah. Is that how it is? Because I don't think oh, so. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, so this is very good for me to know up up top yeah. that things that aren't perfect are going to be a problem. Yeah. Because there's going to be a lot of that and it's not all going to be coming from restaurants. Yeah, but when you said red flags before, were you referring to the actual Chinese flag? No, I wasn't, but that's an amazing yeah. Um, confluence. Yeah. You know, of... Um, exactly. The Chinese confluence. I don't know, it's a bit of... It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a red flag for me, if you ask me. <laughs> um, but 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 those ones that you're talking about, somebody complaining about a a thing being mm. not clean or sending food back or whatever, that's not quite a. It's not quite a red flag. I don't think is it. It's it's a kind of a. It's a brown flag. It might be a brown flag or. No. <laughs> I think it just depends. Or an amber flag. For me, I go straight to red alert with that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. Because I work very hard to whittle out any people in my life who are going to make it even slightly difficult, mm. right? Yeah. And that I'm, ex- I'm excluding anybody as of, you know, like that I already know who gets worse due to either a brain injury or 
you know, or whatever, who, you know, I don't want to... Sure. I don't want if they're already who, in. Yeah, if they're in and they become a burden, that's completely okay. That's not a burden. No. No. no but you're not going to take in the pre-burdened. It's yeah. like a pre-existing condition for health insurance. Exactly. No pre-existing conditions for Alistair's friendship group. Yeah. Okay, and then you'll be insured for, to the tune of one ongoing friendship mm. for anything that arises after the inception of the friendship. That's right. right? Yeah, so it's it sounds prickish. Mm. But, I mean, we've already got enough people in our lives right now. Too many totally. already still. Too many. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just a matter of, you know, if... Yeah, I can't I can't be taken in troublemakers. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> a real troublemaker. Yeah. yeah. Um, green flags mm. should be a thing. I don't know if this is a thing that people talk about, right? Mm. But, like... Oh, I see a bloody a bunch of bloody green flags here. A whole lot of go-aheads. Yeah. Become this person's friend. Yeah. Somebody's, you know. They're generous. They're a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> they inspire me creatively. They have a working pen. They have a w- <laughs> real. They also own a flag factory that makes the colour green. Yes. And flags that mm. colour. They make them that colour as well. Say? You just said they have a flag factory that makes the colour green. It's like, well, what's green? You know, it felt like there was some uh, untied ends there. You know, I thought they might have just been mass producing the colour green. Green Sort of the abstract concept Mm. of greenness is produced. Green, those green backs. Yes, that's what you were talking about, right? The colour green. When you look at this billionaire, you see green. Yeah. Jealousy. Jealousy. Yeah. Yes. And how? Much money they have. How much the color green they make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. Now, is there anything in here? Um, is there anything sketch-wise in that? Yeah. Um, well, I think I think. Uh, I think I think the. Yes. Sorry. The, the pre-existing condition yeah. for friendship, is I think a thing. Mm. It might. It, it feels like more like of a Seinfeld kind of observation. You know. Well, you know, I do stand-up comedy. Well, that's perfect. So yeah. does Seinfeld, Jerry yeah. Seinfeld. So I could do. I mean, do you think this bit is too Jerry Seinfeld in that, even though we came up with it, mm. and he doesn't do this bit? No. <laughs> do you think it's still okay for me? I think I would be surprised if we didn't get a call from some of his people yeah. saying, eh, "You, we, we both know this is a Jerry bit. He would have got to it eventually. Yeah. Okay. He's just working his way through, and even without him having." Uh, Said it, written it, or claimed it. We all know it's a who bit. this belongs to. Yeah, right. You know. Do you think people will know? The people who don't hear the podcast will sort of be able to read it. Like, will be able to get get, get the draw the connection. Yeah. Yeah. No, I th- I think that could work as a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-existing conditions. But are we trying to come up with five bit ideas? Or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's the difference anymore? You know, mm. you tell me the difference between a sketch and a bit, and I'll tell you the difference between fuck off and get out of here. And? And I've had enough of this. One of my favorite jokes is is that I'm, I've probably even told it on the podcast before. It's Henry Phillips. Tell me. Um, he goes, uh, I was doing a show somewhere, and they were asking mm. me what my two favorite things are. And I said, uh, probably cooking and masturbating. <laughs> And the other thing is, (laughs) (laughs) Henry Phillips is here. Henry Phillips is here. Is that a song that they did on the Todd Glass show when yeah. Henry Phillips was there? Yeah. Oh, man. Todd Glass show. Haven't been back. I've been listening to an episode just Really? Just like uh, yesterday because Tim Heidecker's on it. Oh, wow. Oh, that would be fun. Was it fun? They're, they're, Might not be fun, actually, because Tim can also make things just awkward. Yeah, but I think recently he's kind of moved beyond that a little bit. Really? Transcended. But he... <coughs> they're not... Having that much fun with the bits in it, yeah, but right. it's still fun to hear T- Tim Heidecker talk about. Man, that. he's got to be one of the most. He's one of the greats. W- one of the most, like, 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 um, uh, Tony Besslink, a comedian yeah. that we know, doesn't do much stand up anymore, if any. 
doesn't yeah. do any stand up anymore. Any but you used to have a joke about how you slice, you know, if you were to look at a cake, you'd be like, this this is cake all the way through. You slice it up, it's mm. all just cake. Yeah. Right? I feel like that about Tim Heidecker. You have no way. Okay, right. He's all comedy. Yeah. You slice him up, it's, it's comedy all the way through. That's right. And it's amazing. Mm. And I, I grow in my appreciation. Even though I don't consume that much of his stuff, yeah. every single bit of stuff that I see him do, I'm like, that is very funny on so many he, levels. Apparently they did like a full-on long court case thing mm-hmm. as part of something that he does where like they rented this court case for uh, this like courtroom for like... You can rent a court? Apparently they found a court that they could rent to film in and they did like... <laughs> and it was to do with some, you know, some joke like suing of somebody yeah, or whatever that they've made. And he's like, oh, we, we hadn't seen anybody ever do that. And it was like, but they played it straight. Amazing. Like the whole thing played it super straight. Can you watch this? Can you I think so, yeah. Some? I just, I don't know yeah, the context. i got to find this. Because, mm. yeah, I mean, that is very funny. Yeah. Just a fake court case played straight. Fake court case played mm. straight. I think I want to listen to some of his podcasts on cinema. Oh, yeah. Him and Greg Turkington. Greg I think it's, Turkington. All, it's all a joke. Amazing that Greg Turkington's real name is funnier than his comedy name, Neil Hamburger. Greg Turkington. Yeah. Turkington. Ah, the noble Turkington. <laughs> <laughs> There's just too many beats in that surname. Turkington. Oh, Turkington. It's like a town where there's turking. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, that's what, that's the thing about ter- ton names is that they're all based off of a, a town. A town, right, referencing where you were from. Yeah. I'd never thought about that before. Yeah. But that's interesting. Huntington. Well, cause that's we were a thinking... town where you would go to hunt. Yeah. The greatest game of all. Hunting. Yahtzee. Yahtzee. Because oh. <laughs> um, we were thinking about calling a kid Ellington. So, yes, you were. We still are. But, really? And then I go, but ton makes it a town name. Mm, you can't name a child a town. I don't think so. Mm. Except for Oslo. I think that's a great name. That is a really good name. Yeah. And I don't know. Nobody uses it. Even if you Google baby names, male baby names. Oslo's not on the list. Oslo, they go, yeah, but it's the name of a town. But isn't Oslo, Oslo, isn't there a jazz musician called Oslo something or other? Feels Maybe. like there There's is. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of Oslo's around. I tell Oslo you. Davis is the cartoonist for the age. Oh, yeah. There you go. There's one. There's yeah. one. But, but there's not a Oslo. lot. Oslo. Mm. Yeah, I love it. Um, anyway, we're way off. No, but, but that's okay. Yahtzee, right? Yeah. Now, the Yahtzee party. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, you want to invite a lot of people around to your house yep. to play Yahtzee. <laughs> what do you call this event? The Yahtzee party. You call it the Yahtzee party, don't you? <laughs> and, um, uh, and, then, and, then, and then what position does that put you in? You know, are you the, the head of the Yahtzee party? Are you a neo-Yahtzee? A neo Yahtzee? No, I don't think you can be no, a neo Yahtzee. No, you're right. I pushed it, pushed no. it beyond where there's any connection. No, yeah, yeah whatsoever. Yeah. You but, could be a Yahtzee sympathizer, though. I guess I'm a Yahtzee sympathizer. <laughs> I'm a you. What's what is it when you kind of like you appreciate a game? You kind of understand. You like it. I don't. Yeah, aficionado. Mm. Do you yeah. have any Yahtzee memorabilia? <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. There's been a huge misunderstanding. <laughs> I mean, what can we do with this? <laughs> Other than the name of a party that you're running at your house. I think... Um, I think, yeah, I guess the, the, the misunderstanding, be, right? Yeah. There has to be a misunderstanding that, you know, you're being... You 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 you're uh you're being dragged away by the police for hate crimes and you're shouting at the top of your lungs. You don't understand. Yeah. I was just recruiting for my <laughs> dice base game get together. I don't even remember what Yahtzee is. You know, Matt Stewart plays a lot of Yahtzee. He plays a lot of Yahtzee? Yeah. He and uh, his his beloved, 
Yeah. Went through a huge Yahtzee period. Really? Yeah. And it's crazy to me because when I had played Yahtzee in the, mm. in the past, seems like a game with almost no redeeming features, like no element of fun. Because what you're doing is you're, you're like six dice yeah. or something like that. And you're trying to get... You roll and then you're looking for pairs, and then I think you take away all the ones that aren't pairs, and then you roll the dice again. There's not a lot of Oof. skill involved. Yuck. Yuck. Yeah, I mean, you do have to have the skill of being able to recognize pairs. But what's the? There's no basis on which to, to, to riff. You know, it's it doesn't feel like it's the start of anything. Mm. Like even something like, you know, or Uno. See, we always pronounced it you know growing up. But I think then when I came to the mainland, everyone was on this Uno train, and I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah, I feel like a real a real hick from the sticks, you know, when you come into town, yeah, and you, you ask some of your cool new friends if they want to play Uno, and then they look at you and they say, and do they, you mean they don't know that? Yeah, and they say no, yeah, and they chase you out. Anyway, at least that game, there's like the element of, haha, mm. hit you with this, hit you with that. You know, you can build up a friendly rivalry. You can get a sort of a, a di- there's a dynamism to it. Yeah. You know, whereas Yahtzee is just like, let's just watch water well, fall. I think, I think anytime there's like a game like that that's just based entirely off of random, random mm. chance, it feels like you could just be gamifying your life. Like every time you get sick, mm. you lose a point. You know what? That's not actually a bad idea. And right. And so at the end of the year, we, somebody wins a prize. And then, like, you do this with your group of friends. I think, I think gamifying health mm. is, is very good. Yeah? Yeah. Right. Not fitness. No, no, right? no. This isn't the traditional competitive fitness kind of thing, you know? This isn't your Strava. This isn't Al- Alistair competing with his dad to see who can run competing. the boost. It's not competing yeah. where I'm, I'm earning getting, his respect. I'm, getting, I'm earning approval. Through him seeing that I do exercise. That you do exercise. That I take care of my body. Um, yes. Or push it beyond its limits. Yes. It's very limits. Mm. And they are very limits. I've done 39 runs this year. It's good. Mm. I've done maybe two. Hello. Yeah. That's, hey, that's more than none. I think you're on a good roll. I might also, have been, might also have done none. I can't remember. I can't remember what it was like last week, I think. I was running, ran, ran like three weeks in a row once with, with Kath. Every day? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 I ran three times one time. Yeah. <laughs> over three, over 21 days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I, actually, I do want to play Gamifying Health with, against yeah. you. Yeah. So what's, what's, like, what do we win at the end? Um, Every month you put see. in, how much, you know, if it was $100 each. So That's every, good. Like if yeah. you put in $100 for the year. I, so. I wonder, they should do a study into this. Mm. To, because the placebo effect is almost always a, a positive thing in which you tell your body that you're going to get some kind of benefit out of something, mm-hmm. right? But what if you told your body that you're going to lose $100 if you get sick? You know, yeah. that's an interesting, different approach to mm. helping the mind have control over the limbic system. Yeah, but I mean, like you go to a doctor and they say, um, I've got bad news, you have cancer, and at the moment it's 50-50, yeah. right? And then you say, I like those odds. Let's make this interesting. 100 big ones says I recover. Mm. The doctor says, you're on. Okay, and this is covered by Medicare, by the way. Wow, this is all under Gambling. Medicare, right? So the doctor's not out of pocket, right? But now, things are interesting, you know. Mm. And you stand to make a hundred big ones if you kick the big C. Wow, and do you think? I mean, I guess it'll be interesting to see if it has any effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if we, let's say we were you and me were to play this game, mm. which we could call, you know, healthy artsy. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, if I did say get cancer, yeah, I'd be like, God damn, that's that takes me further away from winning a hundred bucks at the <laughs> end of this year. <laughs> um, so that 
Yeah, that could be. So it's a double stinger. Yeah, but I mean, I think you've, there's got to be an option to come back. You know, like oh well, that the cancer is just one sickness. Exactly. You know, and that's only worth a certain number of points or or whatever it is. So could it could it be like with life expectancy? It's a bit. No, no, no I think like it's just it's you catch three colds in the year. Yeah, you're on three points. Yes. Like that, you catch three colds and a cancer, you're on four four points. Oh, literally every disease is just one point mm-hmm. per disease. Yeah. So not so when like you cancer had, isn't worth any more or less than no, no, a cold. It's just, yeah, it's just a disease. So just purely numerical. The only time it's bad is if you get something that's like, you know, like AIDS that uh, decreases an immune re- system thing. Yeah. Your immune then system, you're really then in you're the really hole. done. Now you're like, God, yeah. this is gonna really cripple my game. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and so, but it's golf rules, so you want to get the lowest score possible. Yes, um, right. And yeah, so like when you were going through your your sort of diarrhea, nipple boil kind of scenario, <sighs> diarrhea, nipple boil. You would have been, you would have been really lost this year. I think I, I would have really put real... you behind. But then I've caught about three colds, you know, in the last month or so. Um, I think that is a sketch. And I think I just sent a text message. I'm sorry. I'm organising a lift for after this podcast so that I can be taken away from this place and to a different place mm. where I live with my family. The Yahtzee party. The Yahtzee party. That's what I call my family. Again, I don't know why I'm just saying some other joke that I saw. but It's funny to it, inject some comedy into the podcast. You know, that, you know that footage of um, Assange getting taken away? Yes. Did you see the one where they revoiced his voice so that he was going, um, What is the charge? <laughs> Eating a Chinese meal, a, a succulent, succulent Chinese meal. meal. I think I, I, I saw that in a text-based thing, but not with actual audio. Mm. But for our listeners, again, we've brought this up on the podcast in the past, but this is the funniest piece of video that exists. Mm. Look at Google succulent Chinese meal. In YouTube. YouTube. And then just watch Google this YouTube. Australian guy. Google YouTube, then YouTube succulent Chinese <laughs> meal. And then YouTube Google as well. Mm. You know, people are always Googling YouTube. But when was the last time YouTube YouTube'd. got the chance to YouTube Google? Mm. Something's bound to come up. Sure. But, um, but yes, it's a very funny video of a man being arrested outside a restaurant for trying to not pay for his meal. And it turns out he's a serial offender of this type of thing. And he's just an incredibly pompous and overblown, quite funny, loud man. Mm. And um, it's very funny. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And I'm going to write a short film based on his life. Really? Yeah, I am. When? I am. Soon. Could you do it on your way home? Yeah. Okay. You could write it with your lift partner. It's going to be called A Succulent Chinese Meal. Yeah. and But it's going to be meal, like as in like a ground almond kind mm. of thing? Yes. <laughs> Spelled exactly the same. Yeah. But I, th- I think people will know. Yeah. Succulent Chinese ground almonds. <coughs> <coughs> exactly. Um yeah, probably the greatest achievement of Australia. Oh, something happened recently and I was like, oh, this is the only good thing Australia's ever done. What was it? I'm trying to remember. So what about that, that fake skin? That, that fake, fake skin? skin? for like. But have we actually seen that being used in... I don't know that many burn people. Burn but I don't, I don't know. I wonder if the fake skin, because this is Elizabeth Blackburn, the uh, scientist from Western Australia, mm. I believe, got the Nobel Prize. Did she? For working on fake skin, I think. But... I don't think that... Well, maybe she was Australian of the Year, one or the other. And I might have got her name wrong as well, and I'm so sorry. But I wonder if it was one of those things where it's like, here's the innovation, 
it's going to be ready for human trials within the next 10 years. You know? Right. I thought it was already a spray-on thing. Maybe that you could it is. Well, I mean, I saw a video that made it look like that. But mm. I wonder, again, if that's... Because this is little, everything. little trick of editing. There needs to be an app, mm. right, that you just have on your phone that just sends you alerts when the scientific breakthroughs that you heard about on the news 15 years ago mm. are finally becoming a reality, right? Because it seems like all you ever hear about is mm. the initial study that shows that this could be effective in mice, yeah. right? And then that's the big news story. And then you're like, oh, great. And then you find out that it's not actually available yet. And you're yeah. like, oh, the world is dull and empty, yeah. right? We're never actually going to make any progress. But if there was a thing that just pinged on your phone that was like, hey, remember this study? Bloop. There's the one with the mice that regrow their legs after you burn them with um, Dettol, right? And then, and then you're like, oh, yeah, regrowing the legs. Well, now this child is regrowing their legs, and then that's they have a want. picture of the child that's regrowing their legs. And you're like, ha-ha, it's real. And you can go out and cut your legs off with impunity. Mm, now you know. Confidently. Now you know. Because what this app does is it now tells you it's another kind of freedom, isn't it? Mm. It's an update on your freedom. Because previously you couldn't cut your legs off. And that was a way mm. in which the universe kept us under wraps. You imprisoned. Know? Imprisoned. Mm. Exactly. Prisoners of fate, we all are, and our legs. Mm. right? But now when we get this update, we're like, See, I'm a little bit more free and a little wheel, colour wheel, ticks around from red to slightly more green until eventually one day we will all be a 1,000% free. It's Christmas colours. It's Christmas colours, yeah. yeah. You're right. A season of um, freedom. And uh, I think that's a sketch. So what is it? It's breakthrough updates which mm. get, let you know when, you're, when you've got the freedom to do more dangerous and stupid things with your life because finally this science has caught up to the point where you can now uh, do it without having to worry about it. So, so it's like freedom increase. Freedom, freedom updates. Yeah. Freedom updates. But um, a really sort of narrow and not very uh, meaningful definition of freedom which basically is a kind of a, a freedom to be an idiot and uh, take risks, mm. you know? I mean, obviously there is the side of this thing where it's like, well, that's actually quite good. You know, you would want that. You would want people to have breakthroughs so they can grow back their legs for other reasons. But humorously, you know, we are um, misinterpreting it as a way to sort of just increase our, um, I don't know, sense of entitlement or whatever it is, some toxic toxic attitude to uh if you could regrow some part of your body mm. just start again with it which one would you want um your tongue you know what that would actually be quite good if i could regrow my tongue does it would it, would it start out as a tiny little tongue like a baby's tongue yeah because that would be quite funny yeah you know, a, little, a small tongue and a big mouth, that's mm. comedy. That's right. right? It make you seem more like a different type of creature. Mm. And I think the sounds I would make would be very different. I probably wouldn't be able to do a lot of the – because my tongue wouldn't reach all the way to the front of my teeth and that sort of thing. So mm. I would – It sounds like her. Yeah. be a few weird episodes of the podcast. Of the podcast, yeah, sure, until my tongue grew in. Mm. But also I would get a fresh set of taste buds. Right, so mm. I'd be able to taste everything anew. Mm. Right, Maybe like a baby. With a baby, with like a with the full set, like when you get a new set of watercolors, mm. right? And all the paints are there, you know, all the different ones. Yeah. And you're like, aha! I haven't burnt any of these colors off yet. Yes, I haven't wasted. Right, mm. and then you could go out and you drink bleach or something. You'd be like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> finally, I can taste this as a baby would. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think maybe, uh, yeah, well, I think maybe well, I'd get a new back. Like I don't, like I don't have a back that really hurts, but I think I, my back is my hideous part. You know what I would get? I would get a new butt, a new butthole. Yeah. I would get a new butthole. I think really? I'm getting hemorrhoids. Really? Yeah. Oh man. I think it's happening, and yeah. you know, I just gotta like, I don't want, I don't want that. No, you're becoming an adult now. I'm becoming a real man. Yeah. Yeah, a dad. Your dad, your hemorrhoid dad. Hemorrhoids. And... 
Hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoid rage. Mm. Mm. Word association. Yes. Ah, <laughs> new word. But wait, what is like? I mean, growing these new bits. What is this? What is this? Um, we're not going very deep into any of these ideas. No, oh, that's okay. Well, no, it's not okay. I think it's it's more fun if we were actually straight. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll go deep into something then. You know. Okay, go. Good. All right. Well, growing new bits. All right. You know why we're doing that? Why? Because the government is doing it. Everybody gets new, one new bit, right? You get one new bit. And now you, you've got a card, right? And you can go in. Everybody, and, and then you just got to decide. What's your new, get, new bit going to be, mm. right? And they grow them in a vat, right? Mm. And there's just enough for everybody to get one, right? And then you... Oh, so you get like... So it's not your body growing them. You get a new pair from a vat. From a vat. Yeah, but then why would you have a tiny tongue? Then in that scenario, uh, why would you buy a tiny, get a tiny tongue, <laughs> or a tiny butthole? No, I think you just like it's a, your body can grow it back. Okay, sure. Yeah. I mean, I wonder what it looks like. And why you would can, you, you keep can, with the mall in a vat? Like you can imagine just floating around, you fish it up with a can, net. Yes, but you can imagine what it's oh, interesting. A nice pair of lips. You can imagine what it's like to regrow a tongue, right? Because mm. the tongue feels like something that just starts off as a little nub mm. and then it gets bigger. But it doesn't, it n- does not make sense to imagine growing a new butthole, right? And I think that's because the butthole is the first thing that grows when the cell is, when, you're, when your body is forming as a tiny little embryo. Mm. I think we start off just as the butt and then we grow through a tube and the tube t- it turns into our digestive system and then everything grows off that, doesn't it? Should that we start video. As a butt? Well, I don't know if we start as a butt, but I think we start, we as, start as the blob, mm. and then that blob turns in on itself. Yeah, yeah, making that little tube mm. that basically become well, two ends. Yeah, and, your I mouth guess and in, a butt. I guess at some point you're about the size of a butthole. Yeah, but uh, but but you can't imagine the butthole regrowing, right? Because it's a mm. well, because it's a hole. I suppose you can't grow a hole. Yeah, but here's how I think it would grow. If yes. you were growing a new butthole, it would just be, there would be another one underneath that kind of comes through and you sort of start, the other one on the outside of the ring mm. starts to dry and shed. Oh. You know? And so it would look a bit like that crusty shell of, a, of an insect that's stuck to a tree. You yeah. Know? When the cicada or whatever like that just shed it. You just get this dry, crusty butthole, and it would probably you'd probably just lose it in the toilet. Isn't yeah, it? or you'd 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 peel it off, mm. and then you just hold it up like there against the light, right? Mm. You watch the light flood through it. Ah, well, my old friend. Yeah, and then you say you're finally free. Yeah, and you blow into it. I thought you were about to eat it. And it turns to dust. That's not freedom. That's putting it back into the system. Yeah, no, but it I think you say else. it becomes you say your energy. You know, to your veil, veil. Look, I've started hearing in the last couple of years people say vale, and it's made me go, wow, that's never how I read it in my head. And veil. it sounds so much stupid. Of course, it was, in my mind, it was veil. Veil, right? But and you, you put your butthole onto a burning barge, no, push it I, out into a river. I think it probably is more correct that it actually is vale, but um, there's no way I would ever say that. You're right. And I've never said it out loud before now, I don't think. Mm. And this was my first attempt, and I thought, I'll go with Vale because I think that's in the in the zeit at the moment, right? But if I was true to myself, I would have gone with Vale because that is what I have read every time. Good night, little brother. <laughs> Your work here is done. Yeah. He ain't heavy. He's my butthole. Um. Yeah, I love I love the idea of you standing there on a on a. On a on a on a wind windswept cliff, mm. and you just throw it and just let it go with the wind. Yeah, Lands nice? on the beak of an animal, a bird flying by, and it slant. It keeps it shut. The, uh, the beak, the beak sh- stays shut. Yeah, the beak goes inside the the butthole, the dry mm. butthole, and then it can't open its beak, and a bird dies because it can't eat more butthole littering. Oh, that butt, you know, people, because people are discarding their buttholes there by the seaside. <laughs> I think I think a sketch in which somebody's butthole has worked so hard their whole life, but then eventually gets 
retired one way or another mm. and then is either cremated or dries up, as you describe, and is set free. And then maybe we see the butthole in some sort of afterlife, mm. you know, where it is. Waiting for you. Waiting for you. Oh, you get to meet it there. Mm. And you're so, and you're like, you barely recognize it because it's so happy and yeah. free. What do you think the butthole, like butthole heaven, what do you think that would be like? Do you think that's just regular heaven? Or do you think? Um, well, I wonder. I wonder what would be considered heavenly for a butthole. Mm. You know, I think I think maybe just oh, soft three ply, three ply, sure. But I that's think what, even any form of, of toilet paper. I think yeah. like just moisturizer or something, right? Oh, what about you're held up by a bidet, bidet, bidet jet? Jets. Yeah, like like when somebody, you know, when a cartoon character gets squirted out of the. Uh, the blowhole of a whale. Mm. It's just balancing there on just on this perfect jet of mm. uh, warm water. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's butthole heaven. That's butthole heaven. <laughs> um, I think right. that's a sketch, right? So wait. The five buttholes you meet in heaven. The five, the five body parts you meet in heaven or something like that. Um, I think there's, I think there's a, uh, there is a beauty to letting letting go and having a part of your body that has worked so hard for you. You know, done the the I'm going to call it the worst job on the body. You know, but it doesn't matter because the I think a lot of stuff that we find gross, it's more of a social conditioning, right? Like, like for example, the idea of like seeing finding your parents naked gross. Mm. I feel is something that is just taught to you. In high school or mm. primary school, where people mm. go, ooh, like that, yeah. almost as go, a comedy. That's that's mm. a that's a comedy thing teaching you that reaction. Mm. Yeah, and then you go, oh yeah, that's how I should be saying, and I better not not say that mm. because it's weird being around you know kids right now when when it's like it's just normal that we we don't think about bodies as bad things. Mm. But then you go to school and people teach you to be to think of bodies mm. as bad things, right? And then suddenly, and then then I guess you get old again. Then you take care of your elderly parents, and mm. then you're back to just being like, yeah. And so you, and so outside of the social context, outside of, like if you were, let's say, having to wash your elderly parents in front of your old high school friends, yeah, they might be become embarrassing again. <laughs> but are they also washing their elderly parents, or are they still high school age? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. If they're still high school age, then I think it could be embarrassing. Because that would be the worst, you know. They've still got they've still got their um their bullying instincts are still mm, sharp. And their youthful bodies. Yes. Yeah. So they can run and also punch you in the shoulder. Mm. And their yeah. bodies their bodies haven't aged yet as well, so they can still see like older bodies as, mm. as gross. So do you think that um people say that hell is, you know, being trapped forever in a room for you, with your friends? Mm. Right? Maybe hell is having to wash your naked elderly parents' bodies in front of your still youthful childhood mm. bullies. Having your your still youthful Chinese bullies. Chinese Chi- bullies. Why did I yeah. say Chinese? <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was a complete accident. Teenage bullies. You're probably thinking about how in certain um, countries, Asian the te- cultures, they do still look after their elderly relatives in a much more you know, caring, way. caring and family-minded way. Mm. And yeah, that's, I that's, think what, that's what I was thinking about. When that, how that slipped across mm. between sentences and cross concepts. Yeah, um, or I was thinking about a succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> um, um, look, yeah, uh, is that anything? Is, is this okay? This is this is a this is a court, yeah. right? In which there is no limit to their power in terms of punishment. Okay. Because I think we've learned that imp- incarceration doesn't work mm-hmm. for such a huge range of crimes. Yeah. Right? People go in for a minor crime and they mm-hmm. come out hardened criminals. People go in for a, a bad crime and it doesn't seem adequate, you know, for the hurt they've done or the damage they've caused. Yeah. I think we need to open up the scope of what's possible in terms sure. of criminal punishment 
to include such things as having to wash your naked parents, elderly parents' bodies in front of your still youthful Chinese bullies. (laughs) 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 That one, I was barely conscious of that coming out that way. I'm seeing a red flag. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I think that that should be within the scope of what the judge has available. To another, offer. Th- another thing the judge should have available is they should just be able to seal up one of your nostrils. Oh my god! Now that's now that's. Oh, b- both is both oh. is that too much? Is that macabre? I mean, then? it's it's crazy. It's, it's pretty bad just because like you think about. But I guess if you can never breathe through it, but you got to hope that that fluid can still drain. You know, sometimes sometimes you get it to the point where like it feels like both nostrils are totally blocked. Yeah. And then you can use your finger to like block one nostril, and you can. Drag in some air somehow, squeeze some through the other nostril, mm. and that feeling is really horrible. That feeling is like, oh, this is, this is what sadness feels like in a nostril. Sure, sad nostril. Sad nostril. Yeah, like we, I'm, I, I, I know that there are, there are fundamentally things wrong inside my head. Mm. The, the pipes are not good. So what are, what is this sketch idea? And this well is this the the, the, the additional um, ju- judge options for punishment? Yeah, um, so unlimited p- punishment potential, creative punishments. Creative. Uh, well, it's not that it's creative; it's that we're going deeper to try to properly yeah. punish. Yeah. Um. The sentencing guide, the the book, the big book of sentencing suggestions would be so thick, you know. So wait, but but this is an alternative to going to prison. Yeah. And so then what but is that the idea that you you're actually just trying to make their life horrible? Um well, I mean, what do we have at the moment? you know, I mean, if you want to make somebody's life horrible, you could hurt them, you know, you can give mm. them flogging or something like right? that that, yeah. that takes the skin off their back and they do that in some countries, right? But mm. we're not doing that because we think that that's macabre. Yeah. But I mean, we are trying to bring, you know, you, you, you do want there to be some consequences for The your punishment actions. to be closer to the crime. Yeah, and may, or, 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 yeah, just to be adequate to the crime. And maybe this is a thing. See, people say, well, if we had capital punishment, you know, if people knew the death penalty was an option, they wouldn't do as many crimes, right? Or they wouldn't mm. do these kinds of crimes because they would know that then they could be, they could be killed for it. I don't know if that's ever been proven to mm. be an adequate deterrent for anything. I think they find that that's not the case. But yeah. what if you knew that if you, you know, committed corporate fraud, you know, mm. or um, uh, transported um, a uh, endangered species um, across more than two time zones, yeah, you know, that you could have to. Wash your elderly parents in front of you still in youthful Chinese bull- China. It's now just coming out. <laughs> teenage. T- teenage bullies. Yeah, but now I'm wondering whether that is much of a, you know, like a punishment in terms of like the law, like if you've killed somebody or... Well, I'm not saying that this is for you've killed somebody, yeah. right? This is for something else, right? And the, and the idea is that you look at that and you're like, oh, you're right, that would be awful. I mean, that's the joke, isn't but it? But I think, I think in this case, it's almost worse just that some people who have bullied you get to become young again. Mm. That's well, already that's a bad really enough. interesting yeah. element, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that's already pretty bad because then not only are you kind of not getting to live your mm. life to the max, but then you see other people kind of get to get another like extra 20 years back. Yeah. Well, this is like when you say, oh, uh, I'm trying to finish writing this book. If I don't write this book, I'm going to donate $500 to the Ku Klux Klan, mm. right? It's like, if I do this crime, then my bullies, childhood bullies, are going to be given the elixir of youth. Yeah. You know, I think I think that would um, make you reconsider. Yeah. Your um, your 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 path of crime. Of course, now you're doing something nice for someone. <laughs> By giving them their youth. Yeah. Yeah. You could say, "Oh, yeah, my wife bullied me, and so did my kid." And um, but I think and this my a, parents. I mean, this basically occurs in a magical universe, right? I mean, yeah. if we're giving people the elixir of youth, then we also have the magical ability to work out exactly who the people are that they wouldn't want that given to and give it to them. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, you're right. 
So it's like it's punishment by kindness, by by kindness, kindness to your enemies, to your enemies. Yeah, you know, my enemy, the friend of my enemy, is the court system. In this case, of me versus. Should, the courts. Should we go to our three words? Yeah, let's get our three words from uh, list list listener This listener is known as Mitch Griffiths. Mitch Griffiths. God, it's always a holiday for the mouth when you get to say Mitch Griffiths. <laughs> you know, it's everything. It's everything. Mm, it is everything. But what are the words? The three mm. words. And thanks for your donation, Mitch. Thank you, Mitch, for being a part of the Patri- the pool of Patreon people. And, and thank you to all of you for, you know, any donations that you have done or that you will do in the future if you go to patreon.com slash two in tank. And a reminder to anyone who is a Patreon, jump on there. If you're not already give, you haven't given us your words or you, have, you haven't given us a new set of words, jump back on there. Give us more words. Yeah. We'll take them. Exactly. Or if, if for some reason your words haven't been done and it seems like they've been forgotten and it's been a long time. Seems If it seems to you like we've done Mitch Griffiths like three times and mm. haven't done any of yours. Yeah, please just give us a reminder because sometimes some messages slip through the cracks of yeah, life. The, of the cracks of the net, a large hole net. That's right. And also send us some ideas for those who are on the $8 thing and can get the two bonus episodes. Send us some ideas for topics for what kind of ideas we could come up with in one, in one yeah. of the episodes. Things that we've done recently, we've come up with ideas for celestial bodies. We've come up with ideas for fitness regimes. We've come up with ideas for um, constitutions for countries. Uses for STEM technology. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, and Chuck sex Summer. toys. Sex toys. That was, that was fun. That was a Daniel K idea. Yeah. Um, Daniel K's Let's Play podcast. You all know it well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so our three words from Mitch Griffiths is dad's bad monkey. Oh, yeah. Mm. Dad's bad monkey. Which suggests that dad has a good monkey. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Or he just has a bad monkey and then he has an even worse monkey, you know? It's true. Our, our monkey's relative. Yeah, so it's know. not it's not daddy's it's not dad's worst monkey. Mm. It's just his bad one. It's not his terrible one. I mean, we're taking this as a phrase, you know, dad's bad monkey. But That's I mean, true. a lot of the times we get three words that are totally unrelated, right? This could be dad's. This could be bad. This could be monkey. You mm. know, there are separate concepts, and it's up to us to find the connections. Not yeah. necessarily one of ownership and um, one of uh, relative state of evil. That's true. You know. Uh, Totally, totally mm. disconnected uh, data points in the night sky. And, and we're assuming the these, are, these are all words and not acronyms. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's a thing that we very often assume when we read uh, the written word, isn't mm. it? Almost all but the time. But anything could be an acronym. Mm. Even the word acronym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first A stands for acronym. I wonder what the rest stands for. Cronym. Cronym. <laughs> Ronim. Ronim. Onim. Nim. Im. And motherhood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's say um, a dad. What well, is a dad? It's a father. Mm. It's a thing who has kids. Mm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we've obviously, yeah, the dad. So that implies that you have a dad, right? And then, mm. you know, I mean, there's the Homer situation of like he gets that uh, helper monkey, right? And then he starts treating that. Does he treat that like a child? Or does he just treat it like a friend who he leads astray? I think that's what happens. Yeah. Right? But like um that what what about this? Right? Okay. It's a family. Right? Of monkeys. Could be. Okay, yeah. Keep going. Uh I was I was just gonna say it's a family. They have two children, right? Mm-hmm. They want another child. Yeah. And then one day dad brings home a monkey. Right? And he says to the They've been trying. They haven't been able to have a child. And he goes, I finally found something to get me aroused. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Exactly. Yeah. Uh, But but then the idea that the daddy's like, but it's it's the same, isn't it? You wanted a small child that you could Mm -hmm. look after and raise and stuff. I mean, it's, it's... 
It's got the same number of arms and legs and stuff. It's, yeah. It's the same. You can check the DNA. It's pretty close. Pretty close, you know, probably more in common with, you know, with, with us than with people across the road. Yeah, who are always playing Yahtzee. Yeah. So uh, the dad, you know, doesn't understand, basically, mm. the difference between a monkey and a child and thinks that you can just substitute anything with the same number of arms and legs he basically regards as being equivalent. So right? like dogs and tables. Dogs and tables. He sees them as exactly the yeah. same. Yes. Um, starfish mm. and um, uh, spider with, two leg- uh, with three legs missing. He sees them as identical. That's the same thing. Yeah. Um, wait. A yes. ladder. Yes. And his wife. Yeah. And the rest of the reason why he can't have any more kids because he keeps mistaking his wife for a, his, a ladder for his a wife. A ladder for his wife and, and, and vice versa. Oh, yeah. Well, is this trauma because his wife passed away or something like oh, that? Oh, no. Right. Well, you, he, much like when you're born, like a duck is born, it imprints on the first person that it sees mm-hmm. maybe a, a gentleman when, when his, his wife dies up. he imprints on the first object that he sees with the, the same tool. number two-legged object yeah. that he sees uh i think it's i think it's really I, I think that is actually a sketch yeah right yeah and um <coughs> i mean what that would mean then is that zoos or some kind of um, friendly organization would try and i get to these men as soon as their partner dies and um, using some sort of a puppet, uh, you know, on on the end of their arm, start interacting with them to be able to uh, trick them into thinking that that is their wife and then, you know, help them, guide them through the grieving process mm. uh, and Something then help the them too. eventually to migrate to their ancestral breeding grounds and sort of... Northern Russia. And they find him a nice, like, a, a rock that looks a lot like an egg to sit on. Yeah. For a bit. <laughs> what do they need to do to get this guy, to cure this guy this thing? Cure cure him. Yeah, make him feel like, you know, it's like, because it, it's kind of, I mean, it looked, first of all, this guy's got undergone some quite a bit of tragedy. Yeah. But what would fix? Well, I think if they do do the puppet mm. wife thing, that's there as a sort of a placeholder. So that you don't imprint on a ladder or, oh, yeah. you know, an easel or something like that. Um, well, mm. Easels have three legs, really, don't they? No, yeah. He's not going to imprint on an easel. No. <laughs> Unless one of the legs is broken and you're just leaning it up against the wall. Now, uh, yeah, a broken easel. Yeah. You don't want to imprint on a broken easel. Yeah, right? but so, maybe an emu. But, yeah, could happen. And you get so you get that in there, right? Mm. Um, the puppet, right, and you looking after this guy until mm. you can arrange a scenario in such a way that he does meet a woman who would be good for him to move on with and he's ready to. And then at that point you make it look like the puppet gets sucked into a wood chipper or something like that. <laughs> and you arrange things in such a way that the, then the other but then doesn't better oh, yeah, partnership comes in at the right just time. Just as he was in, in print, yeah. he needs to imprint. God forbid that the wood chipper has two legs and yeah. somehow he mistakenly falls for mm. the wood chipper. Yeah, or one of those like mobile cranes. Mm. You know, those it's like mostly on wheels, yeah. but then it lets out those, those two, two feet. legs on either side to stabilize yeah. it. Yeah. You didn't realize. And um That'd be awful because you just start hearing like a beep, 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 mm. beep. And it's the legs going down as they hit the ground, it looks out the window. Oh no. Seizes. <laughs> Wife being his puppet wife being dragged into the blades. <laughs> um, um, I think that's a sketch, Alistair. Yeah, yeah. imprinting. Yeah, yeah, great. Dad, dad, print. Dad impr- imprinted. Dad, dad print. You written that down? Yeah. No, oh, you were ahead of me. You wrote it down ages ago, yeah, didn't you? Yeah. I didn't right. even notice. Um. So shall you take us through these? Oh, I don't know what again? this first one means. Oh, no, that's a Fr- great sign. Read uh, it to me and fr- I'll see. Oh, okay, no, friendship not taking in any red flags. So that's the... Um, mm, pre-existing conditions. Yeah, pre- pre-existing conditions. You're not taking in anybody who has any kind of mm. 
any fresh problems. Like if you want to develop problems once you're my friend, mm. I will absolutely be there for you, 110%. I think that's why people hide who they are at the beginning of dates and that's stuff. That's right. Like You've that. got to slip into the, yeah. into the zone. Yeah. Um, then there's the, the Yahtzee party. Which is a very well-defined sketch. Yeah. I mean, look, it's somebody so getting... So much more than just a... No, but I mean, it's somebody getting words. taken away. Mm. Uh, game of somebody fine. getting taken away. Yeah, they're getting taken away. And they go, no, it's just a mistake. It's the Yahtzee party. We've thought about this. Um, gamifying health. We are so tired. Oh I don't know God, if you can tell. It's just kicked in. Man, after the... Com- we're recording this the day after the comedy festival is finished. Mm. Even though this is coming out a week after the comedy festival is yeah, finished. We're recording I, it straight away. I'm going to be on... When this is coming out, I am currently on my honeymoon. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting married two days ago from when you're... Or three days ago from when you're listening to this. but Or six days away from now. And we're just so tired from the end of the comedy festival. And I'm sorry that this is... We've this is our third energy. podcast for today. <laughs> and we are we are like floating out into nothingness. Yeah, with a really dead fe- engine. I was trying to hold open my eyes. <laughs> All right. Oh. Um, okay. Gamifying health, Yahtzee of health. Um, that's when... Yeah, you compete you... with your friends to, start to have the less, least diseases over the course of a year and you get 100 big boys. Yeah. But I still also think that betting your doctor when you get a cancer diagnosis... Oh, yeah, betting is, your doctor. It's pre- pretty solid as well. Freedom updates. Yeah, that's when you get an app on your phone and tells you when you know they finally invented a cure for losing your legs. Yeah. Right? And so you can throw them away. You can afford to... Mm. Toss your legs like as like I just heard a thing today where they're like they're trialing a type of cannabis that helps treat people's diabetes. Oh, you see, soon, perfect. Then we won't have to stop eating bags of lollies. <laughs> you know, let's just be starburst just after starburst. Fistfuls after. of starburst. Mm. God, that starburst. Who was it? Whoever it was at Starburst had the great idea of just putting in more flavor into everything. Yeah, that was a really good idea. You know. They were holding back on the flavor with a lot of other sweets. I felt like we're, you know, we're ready for jubes to be hipsterized and mm. have even more flavor put in. Wow, you think that's, that's how they'll do it? Well, I think that's one of the ways they Maybe they'll do it. put grit in there. Yeah? I yeah. mean, yeah, well, you'll find out. It'll be like salt or something. That's yeah. salt grit. Salted, salted starbursts. Could happen. Yeah. Then we have the five... The five buttholes you meet in heaven. <laughs> this is when your butthole dies and you can yeah, you know, you, you say goodbye, new, little buddy. Grow a new butthole and then then you see your butthole in heaven living on, floating on top of a, a spray of bidet. <laughs> what is this one? Um, what is we, it? I think that's very clear. That's oh, very clear. Sorry. It's the, it's the life cycle of the, of the butthole. Yeah. Um, this is then this new types of punishment. Which is where you punish someone by being very kind to their enemies, mm-hmm. like get, let, allowing them to become youthful again, gain an extra twenty years. Worst, the worst. I mean, that's amazing if we got that technology. Oh, imagine if you could make their it. enemies really productive. You know. Oh yeah, become a really successful artist. Yeah. Oh, we teach them how to express themselves. Oh, because that would be the worst thing if if everybody respected your enemy. Yeah. Oh. Then you when you would and then they came to them. you as this criminal and said, "You should really look at some of this art. It really helped me." And you look at the art and you realize it's the art of your enemy, and everybody loves it and mm, thinks it's very worthwhile. The art of my enemy. Mm. I'll call George. <laughs> uh, then we got man imprints on object after their partner dies. It's like the opposite of a duck. The op- it's the opposite of a duck. It's obvious. Mm. It's very clear. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm sorry we're so tired. Um, but, <laughs> but 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 everything that we said today comes from a place of honesty. Yeah, and we, we mean that. We mean it because we don't have any defences. We have no defences. You know that you're getting really something very honest. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Super Old Andy. 
I'm at Alistair TV. We're at Two in Tank. You can support us on Patreon if you can imagine doing such a thing. It's such a lovely thing when people do. Thank you so much to Mitch for the three words and to everyone who supports us on Patreon and to everyone who listens to the podcast and to everyone who came to our comedy festival show two weeks ago and to everyone who went to Al's wedding on the weekend. Mm. And we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.